When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Throughout August, we've been sharing free episodes from our Patreon exclusive shows to give you a glimpse of what we offer on patreon.com slash kindoffunny during our August Patreon pledge drive. To sweeten the deal, we've just released the first episode to everybody of 20 Minutes of Tears, an eight-episode Let's Play series with Greg Miller and Brian Altano diving into Tears of the Kingdom. If you enjoy it, all eight episodes are out right now on patreon.com slash kindoffunny for all members at the $10 tier or above. Thank you for supporting the wild adventure that is kind of funny. If you haven't joined in yet, kindly consider doing so before the month concludes. Thank you all so much. Welcome back to Kind of Funny Saw in Review. Of course, I am Tim Geddes. I am joined by the Nitro Rifle, Andy Cortez. Is anybody watching this right now? I don't know. I don't. There's a lot of questions. It started in a way that I didn't expect. It caught. I caught myself off guard. You know yeah. what I mean? I don't know if you can see that in the video, but it definitely You did like the Kevin Quello during screencast yeah. where he forgot oh, he was hosting yeah. it. And the video, was, <laughs> the intro ends and it cuts to the screen. He goes, oh. welcome to screencast. <laughs> uh, Jody goes, as well, of course, we have the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Top of the morning to you, Tim. On the beautiful video wall behind us, we have one, Alfredo Diaz. Hello. Hey, Fredo. And you can't see her, but I promise she's here. It's Christmas in August. Joey Noel. Only August. This for a couple more days, and now I'm back. He's amongst us. Yeah, you're about to get a whole new nickname very soon, which is exciting. Nick, you have your hand raised. What's Does up? Does Alfredo need a new nickname? You want to give him one? I would like to call him Huge Jacked Man. <laughs> <laughs> Not like okay. anything of pasta sauce. <laughs> How do you feel about this, Mr. Huge Jackman? He's Jacked Man. It's pasta. very yeah. He's really I'll bringing it before his vacation right here. <laughs> like he wants to leave us on a good note right now. <laughs> oh man! And speaking of that, of course, this is kind of funny's in review, where each and every week we get together to rank, review, and recap different movie franchises. Uh, if there is a franchise out there that you love or hate, chances are we have done all of those things I said to it. Um, but. We are doing Saw in review right now. Today, we're reviewing Saw 2. We'll be doing all the Saw movies leading into Saw 10, uh, which we will be reviewing around Halloween this year. But we are taking one little diversion, one little uh, trip off the, the beaten path here next week, actually. Trip off the We'll, we'll, we'll be taking a break from Saw to return to the, the Cuckoo, the Conjuring Cinematic Universe uh, for The Nun 2, uh, which I'm really excited about. We will be down Nick. He will be out in Greece, so uh, he'll make his valiant return uh, the following week where we will come back to this with Saw 3. And then if I have my math right, I think every week from then on will be a Saw movie leading in to Saw 10, which is really exciting for everybody involved. And those people involved are the people I named today. If you're interested in that, youtube.com slash kindoffunny is where you want to be, uh, or roosterteeth.com if you want to watch it. But if you want to listen to the show, search your favorite podcast service for 
kind of funny in review and we will be right there for you but if you wanted to go above and beyond patreon.com slash kind of funny would allow you to watch the shows live as we record them just like our patreon producers jedi master deadpool james hastings casey andrew logan delaney nathan lamoth and patrick delgado can do we appreciate all of you so very very much today we're brought to you by rocket money and netflix's one piece but i'll tell you all about that later we got to get right into it. It's Saw 2, baby. Uh, this one had a runtime of one hour and 33 minutes. You love Just to see so it. Quick. You love to see it. It's so rare for a movie to actually hit that hour and a half mark. But Perfect. Woo! Woo! I love it. Uh, it's making me all hot and bothered. Dang. Uh, this one was released on October 28th. 2005 um directed by darren lynn bowsman uh he's directed four of the saw films including saw two saw three saw four and then spiral which is the ninth saw movie skipped a bunch made his skipped return a bunch valiant return cool. at some point um saw two was immediately greenlit after saw's successful opening weekend a year earlier producers needed a script for the sequel but james wan and uh, lee the director and writer of saw one were working on another project uh so this music video director darren lynn bowsman had just completed a script for his first film called the desperate uh and was trying to sell it to studios what was getting reactions that the script was very similar to saw Alfredo's getting blinked out of it. <laughs> 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 I'm on my computer. Is Jigsaw taking me? That was a, a very extreme glitch. But as you were looking at your computer and, and reading the notes, it got like, it started off very simple and then just got more and more scary. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you mentioned it, it was. <laughs> <laughs> that is so so funny but uh so he was writing this or had a script for this movie called the desperate um and bowsman was originally upset when he heard about his script's similarities to saw uh and feared that lionsgate straight up plagiarized him and apparently they just they they met and they had a meeting of the minds and an understanding and he sold it and ended up directing this movie they made it saw too it wasn't originally a wow movie. and That's um cool. yeah it's pretty wild they're like yeah like so much of it was like like beat for beat a totally different movie but it was easy enough to kind of like get the jigsaw stuff in it uh -huh. um it was a similar kind of like premise i guess uh but then eventually they're like so they polished or lee who was the the character that played adam in saw one polished the script with input from james wan in order to bring it into the saw universe but keep the characters traps and deaths from the desperate script uh and then you could read the script for the desperate and watch saw two and you would not be able to draw a comparison bowsman says but uh james ron wan and lee completely disagree <laughs> like no we pretty much just took the script and adapted it so kind of interesting there uh that they could kind of just like that and that explains how this movie got made so quickly yeah after but i mean these movies were annualized like actually if, if it's halloween there was a saw movie for the first seven this makes a lot of sense Jeez. because this movie is way more put together than any sequel i mean let's put it this way how does this rank up against the Fast and Furious 2. I mean, straight up, right? You know what I mean? How like, dare you? <laughs> I was, I'm just kidding. Nick, I was about to put out a poll, and I was going to be like, all right, let's just don't go with your heart. Just go with, like, if we're keeping an actual score somehow to, like, like you know, maybe like, based the story of this and, yeah, like, sure. it's super strong. But, I mean, like, immediately I was like, I think, I think Saw 1 and Saw 2 are stronger overall than Jurassic Park and Lost World. Like, together as a combo? Holy oh, shit. That's a, <laughs> I didn't think you were going to go there. That was a wild thing. <laughs> I thought you were just comparing. I, th I, thought look, we our, look. I thought we were staying in our lane, no pun intended. Look, uh, look, it's just, I'm not, you know, I'm not asking you to think, you know, just. 
Oh, I love this. Not even spice. like sequels like Jurassic Park and Lost World. Yeah, yeah. Jurassic Park and then going into part two, the I mean, Lost, Lost World is pretty bad. Yeah. And the Lost so, World 2 yeah. is so bad. Let me and this franchise starts off kind of decently and gets super awesome at IMHO. Like Look, I'm just saying it. <laughs> Start out there. I, I want to start with with your thoughts on this, and in just a second, though, just getting through some of the uh, the rest of the this <laughs> year. Music once again done by uh, Charlie Closer, and uh, the budget of this one was four million, up from the one million of the first movie. And goddamn, can you see it <laughs> compared to yeah. the first movie? Yes. Uh, and a box office of 147.7 million dollars. Oh, so damn. yeah, it did. Very, 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 very well for them. Uh, Andy Cortez, continue. What are your thoughts on Saw 2? This movie kicks so much ass, dude. <laughs> this movie is clever. This movie still surprises me. I I was saying this earlier today. I rarely ever text him during a movie rewatch for in-review. But I had to just text him and be like, he's in a safe place, Tim. And ha- like this movie is so smart Ooh. and cool with its reveals and had done stuff so early on. I just feel like it was so ahead of its time with its writing and its pacing. It's still like, you know, it's got some, you know, bad acting and some silly bad dialogue every once in a while, but I just really enjoy the whole premise of it. I think that it's like Nick was mentioning earlier, very well put together. Like if you, you know, maybe just have a a writer kind of like, you know, change out some lines of dialogue here and there, Uh, maybe have some more prestigious actors because I th- think they can get pretty... talk shit about Beverly Mitchell I think... from Seventh Heaven. <laughs> I think they can get a little bit cartoony every once in a while, especially the guy Lucy who looks cammed in with like a word. The main no, guy who's like James Vega, pretty much from Mass Effect Three, the big Mexican dude who's just angry at the whole Vega. world. It's so he's so cartoonish, but I love the brutality in it. I love the desperation in it. Again, they I think they build tension so well. This movie rules, dude. Another movie where the credits had to go, fuck, man, these are great. Like, <laughs> this is awesome. Joey, this is your first time watching Saw 2. What did you think? This is a Joey-ass movie. Uh, I just laughed so hard as, as I was watching it because the reveals that made me pop are not like the actual reveals for Saul, Saw. It's the fact that we get a Wahlberg, which means that we're going to get some yeah. gold from Nick. Not just a <laughs> Wahlberg. Donnie, <laughs> baby! Oh, I know. Donatella Wahlberg. Some it's would say like, the superior Wahlberg. <laughs> <laughs> not me. Some would say that, I guess. Um, one of the girls is obviously Lucy Camden. We've touched on that. The other girl is Jenny's mom from One Tree Hill, which maybe Tim is the only one. Yes, that. I didn't put that together. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! It is. Yeah, <laughs> like the crazy one with Jake. Anyways, I was like, oh my, my notes on it when I was watching it this morning were, I already hate her, and I won't be sad if she dies. <laughs> <laughs> so I had some some energy coming into this one. Um, and I went on such a roller coaster because during that like first section i was like oh my gosh is this actually a prequel are we doing some like final destination shit Mm -hmm. when we see the girl from the first movie in the bear trap and stuff like that but it's not but why do i have a feeling that's not gonna be the only time i think that maybe in this series (laughs) who knows it's a good call just um but i love the the way that they used what worked in the first place of like having all of these characters in one area, but they just made everything bigger and larger and made the group bigger. You have these really interesting group dynamics. Um, as much as I hate 
Donnie Wahlberg, like he's really fun to watch in this. Um, first and... off, first off, wait, why do we hate? Do not, do not, but I hate do not, his movies. Do not hate Donnie Wahlberg because of his brother. Hate okay, the game. <laughs> let's just take let's just take Mark Wahlberg out of the equation right now, and let's just judge Donnie Wahlberg based off of the merits of the movies that he's been in. Not the least of which was, don't forget, he was in The Sixth Sense. Oh shit! Who was he? He was the guy in the bathroom who was like, "I'm gonna," and he's one that shoots him at the beginning of the movie. That's right. Donnie Wahlberg is doing some fucking bangers, and I will not suffer your Donnie Wahlberg ignorance anymore. (laughs) Fredo, what was that? In Dead Silence. Who was the? I don't know. Is that the one where the old man can hear everything? No, No, that's uh, that's... Mary Shaw reciting the man. Oh no, I never saw that one. I wanted to tell you though, Fredo. Dead Silence. Um, was he in the sixth sense though? For the longest um, time, no, before no, we're questioning that, for the longest time before we reviewed the Transformers movies, Alfredo, um, I knew that leading up to it, Mark Wahlberg is in one of the Transformers, a couple of the Transformers, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and every time this movie would get brought up, Nick would go, "Oh my God, is that a Transformer? I think I, think I, think I just Transformer. found a Transformer," <laughs> and he would just say that, and I thought it, and I thought it was just Nick doing his Mark Wahlberg impression. <laughs> And like re- you know, relating it to Transformers. So when that move, when that moment happens in the movie, and we're, I, you know, it's COVID time. We're watching Transformers. We're doing the in review, and I'm watching it. And then tra- you know, Mark Wahlberg uncovers the thing. And goes, oh my god, I think I just found a Transformer. <laughs> I fucking lost it, dude. My whole world changed, dude. Vindicated. Vindicated. <laughs> He's like, that's another nice quote. <laughs> Joey, Joey, continue on. What? Yeah, <laughs> no, you're totally fine. Um, for so as much as I was kind of bummed that it wasn't a uh like weird a uh, backdoor kind of prequel thing, I was really impressed with how they played with time and stuff like that in the movie. I thought that was really good. And then Nick, I'm really excited. I feel like at, now that you finished your suits campaign, yes, maybe Blue Bloods is the next one that oh, you're going to start championing. Okay, okay, just because, because of the Donnie the Wahlberg, Wahlberg connection. connection. <laughs> Well, I'm looking through his IMDb. That's the only thing of his that I've ever seen. I, Honestly, I mean, not that bad because you also get that guy, Magnum PI. You get Tom Selleck. That's right. I um, mean, I'll, I'll take it. I, I have to interrupt this whole show. I'm so pissed off at Nick. I'm so annoyed at him for for everything all the time, right? But what did I do? more no importantly, reasons. I've been telling this man to watch Andor since sure. I was late to Andor. Sure. And everybody was telling me to watch Andor. Because it's like, Andy, I know you didn't like the other Star Wars shows. Andor, though, different show, really, really good. And I watched it. I was like, God damn, they were right. This show's incredible. Been telling Tim, been telling Nick to watch it nonstop. Mm-hmm. Tim's been telling us both to watch it and blah, blah, blah. And then Barrett goes, dude, Nick walked up to me. He was like, Ahsoka, pretty good. Star Wars is back. <laughs> Why don't you just watch the shows that we recommend? I come to it on my own time. <laughs> you know, he walks yeah. his own path. I watched the first 15 minutes of Ahsoka. I like it a lot. I mean, I, I loved Ahsoka, so nothing against yeah. that. Yeah, but, but like, but I'm watch never... Andor. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I hate him. I'm not going to watch any more Ahsoka either. I'm like, this is like, yeah, anymore. They proved to me they can do it. That's all I need. They can do it. They can do it. All right, Joey, any, any final That's, thoughts? No, I'm done. <laughs> okay, I love that. I love that. Nick, on to you. This is also your first time watching Saw 2. What'd you think? Well, you know what's funny? This is not my first time. Oh. I had I thought I had never seen this movie before until we got to the pit of needles, and I was like, I've seen this scene. So I think I watched this movie originally, got to that scene, and was like, nope, not for me anymore. But I remember parts of it. I don't, I don't remember anything as it pertains to Saw 1. Going back and watching Saw 1 and then coming into this, this movie's really fun. 
It's really good. It does what it needed to do in that it builds it builds really the whole world of Saw much better than the first one did. Obviously, they had a bigger budget for it. But I think they did a lot of really, really clever things in this that set themselves up for for hopefully very good sequels in the future. And I just enjoyed the hell out of watching this movie. I think the, the big criticism I had of the first one was I was like, it's really fun while we're in the room. But anytime we go out of the room, we're, we're grasping to fill time here. Whereas this one, I think that, that B story plot with Donnie Wahlberg really, really played into sort of the ending here and the twist, which was cool. And then when we're in the house and we're in the, and I, and I guess I'll call it the fun and game section, even though it's not very fun and they're, they're horrifying. That stuff's all really fun and intriguing and kind of like, you know, validating in a very gruesome, macabre way. So I just thoroughly enjoyed this, was blown away when I watched it. And it was one of the rare movies we've watched as a sequel where I'm like, this could have been, I want more of this now. I don't know the movie needed to be longer. I think it was a perfect 90 minutes was great for that. It hit, but I'm looking forward to watching Saw 3. Hell yeah. Oh, I love to hear that. Alfredo, what about you? This is not your first time. Uh, no, no, I've seen <laughs> no, many a times, um, but you know, I, I was kind of taking a look at a, with a more magnified lens and instantly I was like, oh yeah, this is, Saw was an escape room. This is an escape house. So I love the fact it wasn't just confined to one singular room. A little bit of me uh, initially was like, oh, Xavier, like, you know, the large muscular Tino guy. He's kind of just like throwing things for a loop here. And so we don't get to see some things because of him. But I was also thinking in my head, I'm like, honestly, I, I learned to love it because as much as Jigsaw plans everything out, you have a large group of people. It's going to be unpredictable. You know what I mean? Like the, when Xavier doesn't do his thing, his tasks, he has uh you know like a man to do it i'm like yeah you can't predict that you can't force that you can't like actually do that <laughs> yeah exactly so he was that factor in the cog and i was like oh that's kind of interesting to see um but i mean it was great uh, i know like after watching the first saw in theaters when i went to watch second saw in theaters i was like i'm gonna get this twist and they were just throwing it right in my face and i never caught the whole time it was fun they amped it up it was great i love this movie I freaking love Saw 2. Like, when I think about loving Saw, it, it all really originates with Saw 2. Because like I was saying, I saw Saw 1, and I loved the concept of it. I really, really was into it. But this was the one I, I saw in theaters day one, and I've seen everyone in theaters day one since. And I was still too young to get into a rated R movie, and it actually mattered. We had to pay somebody to, like buy us the tickets and, awesome. and let us get into this fucking movie and i remember being riveted from the beginning to end and here i am 10 plus years later still just as in, engaged in this whole thing like from the jump of this it is a sequel in all the best ways up in the ante but more so like making it a franchise really digging into this character that like we had in the first movie but like really tobin bell is just on the floor the whole time we see one little scene of him in the boxing uh, outfit robe mm -hmm. um in the the warehouse the mannequin factory or whatever but this movie you get so much of him but it is just kind of him chilling sitting getting beat up but it's so powerful and his presence is felt in every scene even if his character is not actually in it jumping to the whole horror funhouse situation was i think uh so inspired choice to not only have multiple people doing a single test, but also smaller tests within it together. But to Alfredo's point, for the second movie to already have a like uh, a, a twist of somebody was supposed to do a test, but then force someone else to do it. And that someone else was on the inside. And it was Amanda, a character we had from the first movie 
it's just so layered in its twists and reveals that similar to last week where I was so impressed with, I remember the big reveal at the end of Saw 1. I did not remember every 20 minutes having some like, ooh, 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 this is so cool twist and turn. This movie does it again. Like there's just so many satisfying like reveals of how the people are all connected and it's, oh, Donnie Wahlberg like planted evidence on all of them and like this hatred for corrupt cops. Like it's just fucking awesome how it all builds. And then the reveal that the building's on top of the bathroom. It's going back to Shadow Moses in Metal Gear Solid 4. When the lights start turning on, I got chills. Mm. It is just awesome. You see the dead bodies all around. You're like, yo, this is cool. Then you get the reveal. He's been in the safe the whole time. Donnie just had to sit there. You know, he just had to All you have to do is sit here and listen. Oh, Oh, man. All you got to do is play by the rules. Yeah. Play by the rules and sit here and listen. And I was like, how's that going to come back into the, the fold? And then I was like. Literally, he just got play. He doesn't play by the rules. If he had played by the he's rules, cop. everything be okay. Now Dude. he's stuck in that. And also, do we have confirmation that Carrie Always is now dead because he obviously didn't make it out? I mean, the he, thing, right? Last, last we know, he's crawling out there. He's got yeah. horrible makeup and mm-hmm. the legs chopped off. Well, Adam, yeah, that was Adam's body that was still in the. In Adam's, <laughs> dead. Adam's dead. Adam Zepp's dead. Uh, multiple dead bodies in there. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> you have to die. <laughs> I have to save my family. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I really love this movie. And like in terms of the traps, like there are some that are so difficult to watch. And like the needle pit is tough. It is one of the most unsettling things I've ever That's, seen in my life. I'll be honest, I fast forward. You, I mean, yeah. dude, it's horrible. It's I was, absolutely yeah, horrible. I was eating was salami at the time and I was like, I can't, I can't and, do both of these. And then the One Tree Hill mom, <laughs> I can't do both of these. <laughs> I was eating salami. <laughs> That was what a, a sandwich. What a I weird was eating sentence. a cured meat at the time. <laughs> Did you not think that maybe that was like a weird choice for this like horror torture movie? You know, something it, like it, vaguely flesh-like. It had not occurred to me, and then it and then it occurred to me in a real big way. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. But even like a simple one, like the uh, the One Tree Hill mom putting her hands up in the oh the razor blade. The razor blade. Oh, it's just tough. it's just so hard to watch, you know. And like, I just feel like that? the movie. I, well, that's the thing is like we didn't really get too many of the rules of it. We didn't get to see them like go through it. And I I enjoyed that this movie had so many traps for so many characters and we got to see so many variations of them either playing it correctly, playing it incorrectly, or just straight up not even really like paying attention to what they're supposed to be doing because Mm -hmm. there's also the ticking time bomb of them being poisoned. Yeah. Like Lucy Camden just fucking dies. (laughs) Like we don't even know what her test was, right? Like I don't Well, and I guess we don't know if that razor blade one was the One Tree Hill moms, right? That's true. It could have been anyone. Yeah. Probably supposed to be Amanda's, right? With oh, because Amanda cut her stuff. wrist. Oh, you're yeah. right. You're right. Yeah, Amanda's probably. So there's like half of the uh, puzzles that we didn't even see potentially, right? <laughs> Man. So yeah. good. I just freaking love it. And then there's the twist of Amanda. Are you kidding me, Nick? What did that do for you? Well, it's funny because right when I saw her, I was like, something's up. You don't get, you don't, you don't give Shawnee Smith a call. <laughs> pull her off the bench if you're not going to use her in a fun and interesting way and so i was like something's happening here but to the movie's uh credit it it if it, it had just been that she had fallen off the wagon or had was considering suicide or was hurting herself and she got thrown back into the mix that's also clever so it's a, it's a good red herring because i was like i think she's probably a part of this but she might not be and that's i mean that's good that's right that's right where you want to be as an audience member not knowing what's going on and then being surprised at the end when she puts on another bad wig. <laughs> go for Did it, you think Andy. I was going to let it go, Andy? Is it a wig? 
I don't know. We're wigging out with Scarpino. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Wigging Out with Scarpino. I'm Scarpino. That's Andy. That's Tim. That's Alfredo. And Joey's here, too, as a disembodied voice. Shawnee Smith's hair in this is god-awful. It's god Now, awful. Tim, you made it. Somebody, I think you made the point of some of the lines. Maybe it was Andy. Some of the lines need to be changed here uh, if you wanted to make this movie like 10 out of 10. I would disagree because you have to put yourself back in the time of 2005 when this was made. And those lines were all bangers. What cannot be ever excused is the bad wig in this. And then the wig she puts on at the end, you're like, did you put it on over the other wig? Did you take the, Shawnee, did you take the other wig off first? Wig. It's a double layer wig. Did you take it off? It's a double wig. You'll never let them, uh, you'll never let them pull the wool over your eyes. Like you're always going to be able to see the wig underneath it. They're never going to pull the wig over my eyes again. Yeah. Do you, <laughs> what the wig reminded me of <laughs> in 21 Jump Street when Jonah Hill dresses like a goth. And he has oh. like the spikes up top with the. Yeah. That's what it reminded me of. The wig is just it was weird. So bad. The weird time. Yeah. It was an interesting choice, and I have to imagine maybe she was doing another role and had like some other like blonde hair or something for it, so they had to do it. But making it like an emo sort of like I mean like Final Fantasy character wig for some reason was just a, a bold choice. It was that choice. was very distracting. To mm -hmm. me. Almost ruined the movie. Now before we get to the plot, real. <laughs> <But I> had <laughs> But I had salami, so, <laughs> so, so I thought I thought Nick was gonna say last time I stopped with the needle scene. Here I almost stopped with the wig. <laughs> yeah. uh, something that I am really excited to tell you, Nick, is uh, so I watched this when I was I don't fucking know like fourteen or something, sure. fifteen maybe. And up until that point, I had heard of Mark Wahlberg. I had heard of the Wahlbergs. I knew that Mark Wahlberg was in um, New Kids on the Block, right? Mm -hmm. But I, I wasn't familiar with their music. I, that meant nothing to me. That was all that I knew. I had not seen a Mark Wahlberg movie, to my knowledge. So this was my introduction to the Wahlbergs. Yeah. Like, I thought that Donnie was the big one. I, like watching this movie, I always the star of this movie. Clear, like this is the Wahlberg everyone's been talking about. Yeah. So I thought nice. he was the guy. And wait, well, he was also in the band, right? He was in. He was in. He New was Kid in the, the band. Mark Wahlberg was, Mark Wahlberg was Marky Mark. Mark Wahlberg wasn't it. Mark Wahlberg Hold was on, just a rapper on his own. The yeah. Funky Bunch was the. Donnie thing. is the one from New Kids on the Block. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg's what? Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. He's the one that used to drop his underwear that. and or, or used to wear like Calvin, Klein. Calvin Klein underwear. He was a model for that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Big bull. Donnie Wahlberg in the eighties was a bigger star. I, he was I again. I love that this is happening because this is exactly what I wished would be the case here. Yeah. I thought that Mark Wahlberg was like the rapper in New Kids on the Block. Again, I don't know their music, so I assume so they don't even have a rapper. No, no New Kids on the Block. Just a boy band. Was Donnie Wahlberg, Jonathan Knight? Uh, I guess Mark Wahlberg may have Jordan made an Knight opinion. too, right? Jordan it Knight, that, oh my okay. God! It says that Mark Wahlberg was in in as a member. Let me double check this. Maybe I'm wrong. Let's see if he was one of the original. I mean, he was just always the rapper. Mark, no, Mark see, it says members: Jordan Knight, Jonathan Knight, Jordan Knight, Joey McIntyre, Donnie Wahlberg, and I Danny Wood. They were brothers. Yeah, yeah I don't. Maybe, maybe it's oh, possible that Mark joined later and then spun off as a career. But, but let me look. I've known you, Nick, for like I don't know, 20 years at this point. It fucking feels like, and I've heard you say Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch a million times. I always thought you were just making that up. I always thought you were just like. <laughs> Trying to be funny, referring to the new kids on no. the block as the funky. Oh my block. god! I just found out Transformer. <laughs> this is your moment. This is your moment. Oh man, the Wahlbergs. Legends go deep. Uh, but we're about to get to the plot of this movie. But remember, if you're on Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny, you don't need to hear any ads. But for everyone else, here's a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Every single person I know that has tried Rocket Money has been shocked at how many subscriptions they have that they forgot about. 
Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and it helps you lower your bills all in one place. Most people think they're spending about $80 a month on their subscriptions when in reality, it might be closer to 200 plus. Uh, when you're signed up for so many things like streaming services you use to watch one show or free trials for delivery you don't use, it's so easy to lose track of what you're actually paying for. With Rocket Money, you can easily cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. No more long hold times or annoying emails with customer service. Rocket Money does all the work for you. Stop wasting your money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. That's rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. Rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny. This episode is brought to you by One Piece on Netflix. The global phenomenon One Piece has finally gotten a live action adaptation on Netflix. This is an incredible world ruled by pirates filled with never before seen superpowers and a hunt for a legendary treasure called the One Piece. It's an epic action adventure about following your dreams, searching for treasure and ultimately, Finding Your Chosen Family. The series was made by fans for fans, old and new. Showrunners Matt Owens and Steven Maeda are huge fans of the manga and come at their work from a fan-first perspective while still allowing new audiences to discover and fall in love with this story. Manga creator Ichiro Oda was involved in every step of the process at a level which was never seen before in any previous live-action manga adaptation. One Piece is an action-packed, warm-hearted and joyful adventure that you don't want to miss. Don't miss One Piece on Netflix, August 31st. Okay, okay. Nicholas, all your life, you've said the plot on a kind of funny review. I'm going to ask you to do it again. All right, what, about, what was the fact about Wahlberg? Mark Wahlberg was briefly part of New Kids on the Block. No, I don't believe it. Wow. There you go. Here's the newest kid. There you go. And it says he's 5'8", the perfect height. Donnie Wahlberg was in the Turok video game in 2008. Of course he was. Ladies and gentlemen. But also William Fitcher, Christopher Judge, Timothy Elephant, and Ron Perlman were as well. Timothy Oliphant was, Elephant was, was in Turok? Turok Turok 2008. Like, what? what was that? Is that a movie or a game? It says video game. Turok 2008, IMDb. Wow, Timothy Oliphant, good looking <laughs> dude. dude, great looking guy. Oh, good, good, good walk. He's got a good walk. Yeah. Saw two, ladies and gentlemen. Oh yes, there will be blood. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Wick. That was say. such a bad line, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Two thousand five, Andy. Put yourself, Andy. Close your eyes. How old were you in two thousand five? I'll tell you. You were 16? fourteen. You were sixteen years old. You were driving your Toyota Tercel to movie theater. AC. Kicking, but not 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 good enough for the RG. I think I had a car. You got a bag of, of, of fucking red vines and maybe some Sour Patch Kids, and you're thinking to yourself, "I'm gonna go see the Saw Two movie." You pickle, sit there, pickle popcorn. You got some pickle popcorn, and you hear him say, "Oh yes, there will be blood," and you smile. I'm creaming my jeans. Yeah, you I'm excited for that. <laughs> but watching it recently, I'm like, did it, like 
Oh, it's bad. Did did he not in that moment go like, why did I say that? That like, was oh, stupid. Take that one back. <laughs> uh, Jigsaw, of course, uh, Michael wakes up in an Iron Maiden. Jigsaw has had a key uh, to the vice in Michael's eye. Oh, uh, this is brutal. He says, but but of course, Ugh. Michael just does not have what it takes to cut his own eye out. Uh, and this Iron Maiden thing smashes his face in. One of my favorite freaking things about the traps is when we actually see the full the trap do it, the full do trap stuff. Yeah. But we also hear the explanation, and then we hear Jigsaw be like, "Think of it like a." And then he explains, yeah. think of it like a Venus flytrap. Fly <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh shit, okay. It's the best. Think dude. of it like a reverse bear <laughs> trap. <laughs> now, like, th okay. now, this bed of needles, think of it like when you watch, uh, you know, that really rich duck cartoon. What's that really rich duck when he dives into Scrooge the big McDuck. pile of coins? Cruise with Doug, it's a lot of coins. And he dives into it, but this time it's needles. Think of it like that. <laughs> Instead for that one, he's like, it's like a needle in a haystack. <laughs> But it's not. <laughs> and he kind of laughs. Dude, fucking look at Marky Mark's hair when he was in. No, look at Donnie Wahlberg's hair when he was in New Kids. And nobody can see this. Nobody can you see it? <laughs> Kevin, could you do me a huge favor? I know this is derailing the content. And I know it's not worth it. But could you please type in Donnie Wahlberg, New Kids on the Block, hair. <laughs> <laughs> we'll wait. We'll wait. <laughs> That's the necessary part. Is it this red shirt picture? It's the shirt where he's like, he's in a, no, he's in a white shirt. Here, I'll find it for you guys. No, I'm doing the plot. Someone else find it for me. Think of his uh, hair like a uh, blush forest. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, luckily, Donnie Wahlberg is here. Oh my God, is that a dead body? I so. Oh, am my I in New York? Donnie. I don't know. Look at that hair. Oh my God, look at his hair. <laughs> Andy, how come you don't have cool hair like that? If you grew a mullet out, you look exactly like Donnie Wahlberg from New Kids on the Block, 1987. <laughs> Is that <laughs> the look Andy's going for? I don't think so, man. I, like I mean, it looked like it was receding back then, too. You know what? <laughs> I've had it Damn. with you guys. I will not have the fucking Donnie Wahlberg hate on this set anymore. Okay? I just think you're giving him a lot of praise that's undeserved. I just think, like... He's actually a fairly okay actor compared to his brother, and we need to just recognize You're the right. mediocrity of it. You're totally right. We just You're need totally to recognize right. that. Uh, anyway, he's there, and he's going to make everything right. Donnie Wahlberg, Donnie Wahlberg goes to pick uh, his piece of shit kid up, and they argue because his kid's acting out. Uh, and, man, and man, Donnie Wahlberg sounds like Mark. He's like, hey, I think I got the, the jigsaw killer. Hey, hey, did you know I have a burger restaurant with my nine brothers? Hey, what, what state does this take place in? Is it Boston? <laughs> Boston. Thank you for joining us, Alfredo. Ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hey, I think it's my, uh, brother, it, my brother Donnie. Hey, is that Donnie? Is that Johnny? Is that Bobby? <laughs> <laughs> Am I Kennedy now? Fucking David the Brothers. Where's How many Wahlberg brothers do you think you can name, Nick? <laughs> Didn't we look it up? Aren't there like six Wahlberg brothers? I think there's nine. Nine, yeah. I, I mean, I could name two Donnie Wahlberg and Mark Wahlberg. Why don't we sell market. chicken tenders here? I like nuggets. How dare you? It's a burger place. It's called Wall Burgers, <laughs> not Wall Chicken Tenders. <laughs> We're not calling it Wall Nuggets. <laughs> so we have. Good. All right, cool. Uh, wall Nuggets. BostonMagazine.com. Uh, has a list of the the brothers ranked or what? Uh, not ranked, not ranked, <laughs> but, <laughs> but defined, defined. Yeah. Um, we have Paul, who's the brains. We have Mark, who's the backbone. <laughs> Donnie, who's the voice. Uh, Bob, the unknown actor brother. Jim, the runner brother. Arthur, the other brother. <laughs> Brandon, you never want to be that. Nacho, the stooge. What? I don't understand what's happening. I think we're out of the brothers now. 
Damn, Jim you know Wahlberg what? is serious. As Did we fuck run out of the brothers? I don't know what's going on. Yeah, he definitely says he's part of the friend group. That's uh, wild. He's like just a part of the show. Well, hey everyone, stay prayed this up. This must yeah, be detour. some like stay prayed up, everyone. Let's uh, get back to the plot. Stay prayed up. <laughs> prayed up. <laughs> stay prayed up, Joey. Uh, of course, this guy, his character's name is Eric Matthews. I'll refer to him as Matthews. Probably gets a call uh, to the newest that jigsaw. That never scene. gets. That never pulls me out of the. Me too. Or that always pulls me out of the movie. It's like. When did but his name is Matthews. That? Eric, no, Matthews Eric Matthews is the name of the a, older brother from, from Boy Meets World. World. And it, it World, is distracting yeah. as hell. Huh. Yeah. Glad I'd never watched that show. I hate you. And you thought I was crazy. One day they're gonna, someone's name is going to be Ahsoka. And I'm going to be like, I don't know what the fuck that's talking about. Because I only watched 10 minutes of the first episode of Ahsoka. And really who's, good. You guys should watch it. <laughs> and who's a little kid? I am so sad. So very, very sad. From Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. You're fucking right. Yeah. It's a kid. Scott Pilgrim. Oh. It That's insane. Is. Danny, the the boy, the, yeah. yeah. The, oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, this very uh, cool. The part of the band, the kid on stage. Yeah. Um, he gets a call to the scene, and this is my first inkling that I'm like, I think I'm gonna like this movie because Detective Carrie is back from the first movie. Yes, the actress from Starship Troopers, and I was like, oh, we're building out the world. This is not just a new story here. There Wait, that's a- the same person? Yeah, she was in yeah, the first Carrie. movie. Home. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, Daisy, she Daisy. played uh, Danny Glover's like co. Yeah, wow. Detective in the I first did one. not know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. There's there's a scene here where it transitions. I think it might be from the uh, the first Venus flytrap thing into Donnie Wahlberg, where the camera kind of follows. It does a like a sick transition. Oh yeah, edit. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like Don, Donnie Wahlberg's like just fucking face kind of does it. I was just like, this movie didn't need to go this hard no. so soon. It yeah. did, dude. They knew, you know, honestly. They knew what they had. They knew what they, they had. They fucking knew what they had. Yeah, it was uh, from the bedroom to the crime scene. He was talking to his son trying to reach him, and then he got up, and he, he yeah. got a call from Gary. He got up, walked, and he was in the crime scene. It was cool. So, uh, <laughs> this actor's name is, is uh, uh, Dina Miller. Dina Mayer, excuse me, Dina Mayer. We'll, we'll, I'll refer to him as her as Starship Trooper person from now okay. on. Okay. Does she guys know? Uh, let's see. The victim has a puzzle piece cut out of his back. Matthew. Give me a look at his face. Therein lies the problem. Therein lies the problem. <laughs> <laughs> you don't got a face, but of course he has a little tattoo on his uh, uh, ankle, which Matthews is like. I know all the tattoos of all my informants, and this is this this is in fact my uh, <laughs> Michael, my informant. Uh, of course, the guy was a piece of shit, and that's why he got killed to begin with. Uh, he needed to cut out his own eye, which is the thing that he uses to inform on everyone. I guess Jigsaw, very, very, very you know, mm-hmm. layered. Oh yes, in his approach to these guys, mm-hmm. uh, he asks for Detective Matthews personally, and he's like, "How do you know that?" And she goes, well, "We'll look up there, and there's just a big red sign that says, look closer, Detective Matthews.'" And he's like, "No, I'm gonna go home. I don't need this shit right now." I'd be so scared if that happened. Hell yeah. man, I'd be like, "Fuck, this, this is not, guy. This is just a yeah. normal murder." Uh, Donnie thought it was a prank. Yeah, that was weird to me. Which is a weird like assumption. Don't know, he was because he, he like walked up to Carrie and was like, Don't you ever do that in a crime scene again? And I'm like, Wait, 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 you think Carrie did this? No, she, I think, I think you misread that moment. She oh, called okay. him out for not wanting to be like a part of it because he was like, I don't want anything about Got this. It. And she's like, You don't have a choice, you're here. And he's like, Yes, I do. And then he got pissed at her for like, but he I got, read the same thing. Got, I was he, like, what I think a he, weird got, thing to say. he got pissed at her because he, she, um, like pulled one over on him. She didn't tell him it was a jigsaw thing. When he came in or something like that. Otherwise, he wouldn't have come. Mm. I think that's why he was pissed at her. Mm. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Uh, Of course, we later learn, and by later, I mean literally the next scene, 
when they're at the police station that these two may or may not have bumped uglies. Yeah. We don't know. And that may or may not have been the reason why uh, Detective Matthews uh, lost his marriage and why Danny is pissed at him. And that's confirmed later. So we'll just go ahead and think of it like a right reverse Venus flytrap. <laughs> <laughs> I often do, Tim. I often do. Uh, the next day, Matthews and Carrie go with SWAT to raid the Wilson Street warehouse. Uh, it's awesome. Compare this to the chase scene in the first movie, where the chase scene in the first movie, <laughs> just all black around. Here we get a whole fucking action scene. These fucking SWAT people coming in. I'm like, fucking get this guy. Get Jigsaw. Awesome. Uh, of course, this is where we start getting into the fun of it, right? He's got the whole thing rigged up. Homie gets his fucking legs busted, oh, which is oh, brutal. Oh, oh, he doesn't kill people. <laughs> it's... Brutal. I, I like that they have that discussion in this, by the way, where it's like, he doesn't kill people, but it's like, well, or, or maybe they didn't have that in this. Maybe it was something I read. It was this one. They talk about it, right? Where he's yeah. like, well, you, yeah. you put a bullet, you gun in someone's head. Does, who, what does it matter if they pull the trigger, you pull the trigger, whatever. Interesting. Just like, I imagined a 14-year-old Tim was like, no, he's really a good guy. I just think about the traps. I mean, what what about the shotguns on the ceiling? <laughs> I yeah. know. Exactly. No, that killed someone. Yeah. Uh, Jigsaw, of course, is there, and he's looking a little worse for the wear. He's, he's in, a, he's in the well, kitchen. We get a little Billy first. Oh, we the do puppet. get a little Billy. Yeah. Uh, it's fucking horrifying. Uh, is yep. it this, still horrifying, or no. has it been like memed enough that it's just funny now? In this movie, it's dumb. I will say. I think to me, it's funny, but I don't know if that's just because I didn't have the like previous original like terrifyingness of it. It's, I just think of Nick's face in the intro now. That's all I yeah. think of. It makes me laugh. Yeah. Do you think of it right before you close your eyes at night? Did this get unfortunately. put in like scary movie and stuff like that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because yeah. I've also never seen those. Uh, of course, Jigsaw is there. Now he's now we understand why he's wearing the robe because it keeps him warm because he's got he's got cancer and he's dying of it. Uh, it's still interesting that he puts the hood up, though. You think maybe in his mind he's like, I'm a Sith Lord? I think it's a cool hood. Jigsaw. Yeah. Do I it, don't do think it. he's cosplaying as a Sith Lord. <laughs> you don't know. Nobody asked him. Nobody got around to asking that. Uh, he says, I need to remind, remain here while you deal with your problem, Detective Matthews. And he goes, what problem? He goes, the problem in the other room. Of course, they go over in that other room is a bank of monitors displaying. Those ugly ass, like, yellowing computer monitors. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it always blows my white. mind that we were just like, yeah, that's the color of computers. And then all of a sudden, we went widescreen and everyone, everything was black. And it's like, this is how it should have been. This makes more day sense. Day one. Yeah. Well, it was funny because it wasn't the color of computers. Originally, it was white. Like, the, the computers start that, that, that texture started off as white. It's just for whatever reason, over the years, it yellow. yellows. Yeah. <laughs> and it looked gross as it shit. It went from eggshell yeah. to just puke. To just, yeah, butthole. Um... <laughs> Why? Can we rewind the tape? Can we cut that out? Yeah, can we cut that can out? Can we cut that part out? That doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Glad you recognize that. Alfredo, sorry. Joey, sorry. Andy, I'm not sorry. Okay. You're, you're better than that. Don't let me get away with this. <laughs> anyway, uh, he points to the cage. Uh, his monitors. Uh, one of them, of course, uh, the kids on the screen is Danny. Jigsaw tells Matthews that his son and the rest of the captives have two hours before the gas seeping into their bloodstream makes them bleed out of their buttholes. That's where I got that from. Yeah. Must have also, seen it right there. Uh, he's from Scream 4. Who's from He's like one of the the son. He's like with the friends with oh, the, shit, you're one right. of the Culkins. Oh, yeah. He like dies at the very end. Good for him. Whoops. Uh inside the room, we meet our cast. We meet we have Abby, uh, Xavier, Addison, Danny, of course, Jonas, Gus, uh, and Laura. I think I might have missed one in there. Oh, and Amanda's there too from the last movie. Is she the killer? I wrote here. Oh, look at you. Trying to get ahead of it. Look at me. Mm. I'm that guy. Tell me what happened. Tell me what happened. I'll say this throughout these early scenes. Another kind of, I don't know if it was like an intentional red herring, but Abby at the beginning, I'm like, what's up with this dude? 
Yeah, there was, was nothing right. up with this dude. He dies. Well, but like the whole time when he's walking around with a hood, I'm like, this guy is like on the inside or he's like. Well, he was. He put him in there. No, but I, I guess just the way he was kind of like acting, you know, like. Yeah. Well, because he had more information. Well, he was like, fuck, I put all these people in here and now I'm in here. I don't want them to know. But I think oh, you're talking right. about Obby. Yeah. 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 I get, but I, it's just like the way they shot it was like, it felt more like he was going to end up like stabbing somebody or whatever. Because yeah. like they weren't paying attention to him at all. It was like a very like, I don't know. The fact that he still got killed. If he was in on it and like survived, then I'd be like, oh shit, that guy was in on it the whole time. But it's just the way they kind of frame it and shoot it was very like oh pay attention to this motherfucker you know? yeah yeah um i think they did it on purpose to, to throw you off the scent from one amanda because mm. it smells like somebody's got a terrible little wig narc on. little rat uh of course amanda wakes up and freaks out because she knows exactly what's going on because her hair is terrible she starts searching around for a tape recorder and plays it for everyone and this is where i'm like how'd you find that tape recorder you knew those bricks were bad? She was just all over the place. Of course, she, she does bro. have the education for this. So we saw that. Also, I wrote Jigsaw as two different words in this. So if I accidentally refer to him as Jigsaw, I apologize, Andy. Jigsaw. I was about to say that. Why does it have to be Christopher Walken? That's all I got. <laughs> uh, of course, Jigsaw, she plays it, and Jigsaw gives them the rules. You have two hours until death. You got to find the antidote. Several, several hidden around the house. One is in the safe in front of him. Uh, you all possess the combination in the back of your mind. And I'm like, just look on your fucking back. Yeah, come on. Come on. Everyone should know that at this point. I guess these guys have never been through it. But as, as a casual viewer of the Saw franchise, I'm like, there's a number written on your back. Just look. You figure this shit out right now. Uh, 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 once you realize what you all have in common, you gain a better understanding of why you're here. X marks the spot. Let the games begin. It's a lot of exposition from them on mm -hmm. this one. Maybe write it down for them next time. Well, that, that is a funny thing, too, is like the, the writing down quality. Like, just jumping ahead to way later in the movie. But when Xavier realizes the whole, like... Oh, look, the numbers are color-coded, the rainbow, all that stuff in the back of my mind. I would need to write that stuff down. Yeah. There's no way I'm remembering these fucking numbers no at way. all. He's all running numbers. around being like 8, 11, 7. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, there's no way else yeah. to do it. Dude, it's like, I, I, I wanted the, the tape record. I wanted to be like, play it back, play it back. And they listen closer. He's like, Amanda's actually with me. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, Don't what the fuck, us. Jigsaw? Damn. Come on, man. Oh, he's like, oh, it's funny. <laughs> Uh, of course, Gus, they, they have a little key, and it says, don't use this key for the door. Gus is like, fuck this. And then he gets his head, just the back of his head blown out. Oh, my God. I love it. Right I just up. love how right off the bat, they're like, these are the fucking rules. And again, this is like Saw 2 defining. This is a sequel. This is a franchise. Let's start to like kind of make some of these qualities rule. Uh, the rules matter. And it's like, yeah, when I say there's rules, you fucking follow those rules. I never mm -hmm. liked that his head didn't kick back whatsoever. He's just looking through the eye, poof, and he just stays there, and it felt like... I need like some. I need some big whip back in. Yeah, doesn't he kind of just like it? Shot happens. He kind of just turns and then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's wild. like a three fifty seven Magnum. It's the smallest of all handguns. Oh. So. Well, there's also a line right before this uh, where like someone says, "We're like, oh, were were we drunk or something?" And and he was just like, "Like drunk. I spent three years in college, which is just like a really funny amount of years to spend in college." Mm -hmm. You know? Kicked out because he was graduated early. Time. Yeah, yeah. Just a lot of uh, he took lore to this. He took high school, college classes. <laughs> he was ahead. <laughs> he was ahead. Uh, Jigsaw wants to talk to him. Oh, of course, Amanda's like, "Hey, Jigsaw's behind this. I played this game before. I know the rules, and we got to follow the rules." Uh, Jigsaw wants to talk to Matthews in private. Carrie talks him into it. She confirms that they did, in fact, used to bump uglies. The door to the room opens. Xavier wants to bust through the wall, but Jonas wants to come up with a game plan. And this is where we start getting the back and forth between <laughs> these two. Also, shout out to Jonas. This actor has been in everything. Yeah, he's, he was in Speed for a moment. He was the guy in the Jaguar. He was like, man, my car, remember? 
No. Right? Oh, him. Yeah, yeah he's been in a bunch. I think it was also in the day after tomorrow at a certain point. Yeah. Huh. yeah. A lot of a lot of great movies you guys have seen. Yeah. That you maybe you don't remember because you didn't watch They're them. all Tom Cruise movies. Speed was in. Keanu yeah. Reeves movie. It's okay. It's all Keanu. Right. We're almost there. <laughs> I, I was thinking of Speed 2, Cruise Control. Yes. Because Cruise is in Just the name. Just because Cruise is in the name. Yes, yeah. 100%. I've never seen it. So I you know, know, to be fair, though, if Tom Cruise had been in Speed 2, they'd still be making speeds. Yeah. Yep. That's a good point. Uh, I, I want to say the uh, um, Jigsaw sitting down with uh, Donnie there. Donnie. And face-to-face saying, I want to play a game is just awesome there's no tape recording there's no anything he's like he in person this frail old man is like fuck it we're doing this this movie kicks ass yeah uh they sit down of course and his uh, he sits down with jigsaw or john as his friends call him john kramer uh, john calls him out for running a desk and not being alive anymore he's like you used to do all sorts of crazy shit you don't do that anymore and then uh back over in the uh in the house jonas realizes everyone has gone uh, to prison before, but before they start to unravel the mystery of what they all have in common, Laura finds a door to the basement. Uh, downstairs, they find a dummy with a knife through it that has Obi's, Abby's name on it. They find a tape that says that Abby was actually the one that put them all in there, and he's like, ooh, SpaghettiO. Uh, so they make him go into the oven to get two syringes. Um, and of course, this is a trap because one of them is attached to a chain. And if I were him, I'd be like, maybe I don't pull this chain so hard. But of course, they don't know what's going on in Amanda. And so I was like, why wouldn't Amanda put her head in there? But like, don't touch that thing. Now we know. Mm-hmm. Want them to die, mm-hmm. of course. Uh, the door shuts, and he starts frying. And this seems horrifying, as he as he burns to death it, it, after they pop him through the little window, uh, and it's all fucking horrifying. You see the little de- devil pointing at the stop yeah, button. So was he, his was Obby's trap literally that easy? We're just like you just turn that and you're good. It really seemed like that was the solution, and for whatever reason, like you're in the panic, you can't get over there, but. I yeah. was shocked that it did seem, quote-unquote, that easy. This yeah. seemed like the easiest of all of them, that, like, you're still going to burn a shitload, but you're going to get out. The, the thing yeah. is, I, I feel like with a lot of the, the traps, like the mini traps in this movie, they weren't meant to be that difficult. They were meant to be like, hey, if you just take a second and kind of try to work as a group to figure it out, you and could. And not rush through it. Because there was the two-hour timer of the poison. So it's like if they were able to work together because they would need to pass all the tests and then look at the numbers and then get to the, the, the door. There's yeah. just like a lot of steps. Good there. chance the back of your neck burns off in there. Mm-hmm. Game over from the start. You're right. You're right. You know? Well, it's also tough though because... Well, and did he have a number? He did. I guess yeah. that's yeah. the yeah, Xavier goes down and checks yeah. it. It's number two or something that's like that. Right. Yeah, luckily um, he was hanging out that window. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's that's... Almost the more brutal part is that he like is halfway out of the window versus just in there. Yeah. I think I'd rather just... Burnt. Oh Ugh, no, thank you. Terrifying. Um. Anyway, we go. We keep going through. Uh, back into the back. Back at the warehouse, John tells uh, uh Matthews what it's like to know exactly when you're going to die and what it does to you. He's like, you know, it makes you, it makes you really, really like put everything in perspective. Uh, of course, Donnie says you can still exist. Johnny says, yeah, but can we fix you? John tried to kill himself and failed. He was determined to spend his remaining days testing the limits of human resolve. He reminds Matthews not to forget the rules if he wants to find his son. And that rule is you got to play by the rules. All you got to do is sit here and talk to me and you'll find your son in a safe place. Oh, my God. It's safe just and simply too good. And too this good. little backstory of Jigsaw that kind of explains where he's at. I love it. It's just it's all that needed to be to it's, explain this psychopath. He's he's a, he's a very compelling villain. And we can talk about Jigsaw right now for a second because he's not just one dimensional. He comes off as a very calm, collected, cool person who completely believes that he's doing a good thing. And you almost believe it, too, until you see the pit with syringes in there. You're like, nah, dude, you're pretty fucking twisted. 
Okay. But it's compelling and it's interesting. And to a degree, you one could argue that specifically about Matthews, he's not wrong. Matthews has crossed the line too many times. He's hurt people. He's put people in jail uh, unlawfully. And he's kind of a, a bad person. Straight up. So someone's got to call him out for it. Matthews. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there was, um, during the uh, flashback on his like accident and stuff like that, there was a little callback to the first one. You see uh, the doctor's uh, office, his little office. Yeah, plate. yeah, yeah. That was cool. Gordon. Larry. Gordon. Uh, Danny asks Amanda why she's back here. She tried to kill herself and she, uh, she after she passed the first test, so we put her back in there. Danny's dad uh, arrested her, but Danny doesn't, or, but Amanda doesn't know that yet. And Danny kind of figures out and puts two and two together. At this point, he probably should have come clean, but it's smart that he didn't because Xavier goes on a fucking murder tirade when he finds out. The crew finds another door and Xavier busts in. A timer starts and there's a message for Xavier calling him out as a drug dealer. Uh, he has to climb into a pit of syringes to find the key. But instead of doing that, he just takes Amanda and chucks her in. Oh, my God. And this scene's terrifying. Oh, and her I getting out it. of it. Yeah. And, and she just has a bunch attached and to her. And Danny pulling them out of her arm. Oh, uh, of course, she does Couldn't get out. Couldn't watch it. Couldn't watch it. Uh, it's tough. I uh, think the hardest part is the sound effect of, like, kind of just sounds like a little glass. Yeah. Like, pulling yeah. all over each other. Oh. Uh, of course, uh, she also, gets out. can we just talk about the the feasibility or lack thereof of this trap there's so like, many needles there's no getting... fucking chance you're finding Ow. this key especially not as fast as they did yeah. but i'm happy that she did i'm happy we could have moved on as quickly because i did not need to see more of that but that seems like the type of trap someone jumps in there and they're not coming out no no um not only that but she finds the key because it's glowing fluorescent green but she finds it too late of course because she oh that's the worst thing too she gets it she too gets fucking key, late, but it's too late. Well, and he gets all her. mad at her and... but he like bumbles the key and stuff like he that does I think they well, yeah, it's six seconds left. and that, that oh, that's what that's the one thing i do like about this is because you got the ticking clock of the neurotoxin sort of degrading their ability to think yeah you do have these moments where you're like it kind of makes sense that he's fumbling because they're starting to degrade faster and faster as the time goes by by the time we get to the you know by this scene, I think we, an hour has gone He's by. He's limping the whole way. Yeah. yeah. And they did a pretty good job of showing them, like, start off, like, pretty quick-witted. And then, like, you see them start to lose it. And mm -hmm. then we criticized the first movie a lot because Dr. Gordon just, like, <laughs> goes off the deep <laughs> end. <and> it's, <laughs> it's so fucking weird. But in this, it's like, by the time we see Beverly Mitchell die, it's like, oh, man, I, I buy it. Uh, Addison bubbles up the conversation about why they're all related again. Carrie, back over in the warehouse, thinks uh, by destroying some of Jigsaw's work, maybe you can compel him to talk. You know, he wants to be remembered. I'm like, he's going to be remembered, Carrie. This guy's like a, a crazy-ass serial killer. They're going to write books out this guy for the rest of his life. But okay, let's try this. Of course, it does not work. Uh, John shows him a file with all the people. He's like, let me, let me just show you something over there. Pulls out the file, and it's all the people that are in the building with Danny, and it's every single person that he has planted evidence on. Come on, it's awesome. So like, good. That's not good. Of course, he reminds me, you got to play by the rules, man. He's like, you didn't play by the rules with these people. And so now we're like, oh, shit, Danny's screwed as soon as they find this out. Uh, let's see. David uh, uh, looks at Gus's neck and spots a number two. Uh, it's part of the combination of the safe, but they need to figure out uh, the order. I think he's already killed Jonas. Oh, no. Jonas has a reason with. With Xavier, but then Xavier ain't having any of it, so he plants a ball, that baseball bat full of nails in the back of his Jesus. head. He kills him, and that's when he spots the number 16 on his neck. Oh, yeah, sorry. Xavier found it on Gus's neck. Yes. Gus has got, got his head blown off. He realized, oh, shit, everyone's got a combination in the back of their neck, and at this point, he's gone full psycho, so he's just killing everyone. He kills Jonas. Uh, Laura spots the X in the back of a picture frame. Addison flips it over and, and uh, sees a picture of Eric and Dad, and just in case you didn't know, 
she flips it back over and it says father and son. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, we're beating people over the head with this one. That, not much of a clue <laughs> to solve that puzzle, you know what I mean? I, I always made the comparison visually that when uh, Homeboy hits him in the head with a bat of spikes, and when he turns around, he kind of like, oh shit, like I'm like, you son of a bitch. I forgot what he tells him before he dies. It always reminded me, and Nicola, you'll understand this reference. Yeah. Reminds me of when uh, one of the ring wraiths gets stabbed in the face with the sword, and you see the ring wraith jump off the cliff, and like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, like his hands are yeah. kind of like, you know, that's what it reminds me of. It always reminded me of that sequence. Oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah. Good movies. You ever watch them, Nick? Oh, man. The best. Yeah. I saw them before you. What movie? <laughs> Lord of the Rings, yeah. Joey. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> you wouldn't understand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. He puts two and two together, but uh, and they start getting pissed at Danny. But then Laura, uh, Laura dies uh, in a very, very gruesome way. Xavier heads down to the basement to Abby and spots the number eleven on his neck. He finds Laura next, the eight on her neck. Uh, back in the warehouse, Matthew has had it. He goes uh, in on Jigsaw old school style, which is exactly what Jigsaw, of course, assumed he would do. Addison finds another trap and ends up getting her hands stuck in a twisted box. This seems hard. I mean, oh. this is this is the soft drink lid at a fucking McDonald's, you know, mm-hmm. sticking your finger through that hole, trying to pull it out. <laughs> I've been there. I know it. Dude, I get it. Rough. <laughs> do you think mm-hmm. that's where they got the idea? They were like, we need one more trap. Yeah. Uh, he's like, ow. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Try to pull your finger out. It's impossible. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, man, this scene is hard. Like a McDonald's stop work. <laughs> Have you ever been to a McDonald's before? <laughs> you ever stick your finger in the lid? Um, out, it hurts. This is this is brutal because Xavier comes up and you're like, what's he gonna do? But he doesn't do anything. He just looks at the back of her neck and then just leaves her in there, which totally fucking sucks. Oh man. Uh, Matthews puts a gun in Jigsaw's mouth and then he whispers and then he's like, what are you saying? What are you saying? And and Jigsaw goes, game over. He's like, shit. Okay. Now we know the game's. I wanted to say this was the one. This was first uh, going back to McDonald's lid trap. Um, pulling the syringe and all of the. Uh, serum immediately leaking out. Yeah. That didn't seem fair. You know what I mean? She sticks her hand in there, right? She's fucked. And she's like, oh my God. No, no, no. Sticks the other one in and like panics. And she pulls a syringe and it like, the rest of it stays there. But but again, I I think that that, we didn't hear the rules to the trap. I think that that was supposed to be fake. Impossible? Like, I think that the, that wasn't the trap. I think that there was another trap. We just won't know because they didn't listen to the rules for it, right? Like, I think that that Ooh. was like so clearly easy to freaking get, but it's like that wasn't supposed to be done. Like, she, you're supposed to like be patient or whatever. Like, I'm sure to be like in your past life, you weren't patient. Not yeah, patient. Yeah, but like it just seemed like there's no. I mean, he had to account for the stress. And people not being clutch enough, you know what I mean? Like, not everybody's got that clutch gene and hitting three-pointers in the, you know, five seconds left in fourth quarter. But, like, also with the mental deterioration, he had to assume that, like, people aren't going to go at this trap in a realistic way. They're not going to go at it and be like, oh, let me open this and then stick one hand through. Like, he knew they were going to be panicked. It just seemed like... When she I, grabbed it, it immediately was like, oh, sorry, just kidding. Well, but she grabbed Lucy it. pulling the football away from Charlie Brown. He's about to kick it. Like, it just mm. pulled off the thing uh, well, I think, But I think she grabbed it wrong. I think she reached up, and as the thing clinched in, she grabbed the bottom of it instead of the top of it. Like, she grabbed the bottom and pulled, and then it just pulled the whole thing out. Oh, no, it looked like she grabbed oh, the top of it. It, like, pulled off. Top and pulled. But also, I guess, like, technically, they could they have gone there first? Uh, Maybe. 
I mean, they, I, I don't really understand the layout of this incredibly like ornate yeah. mansion that they happen to be. I don't know how they wouldn't be like, let's look at all the rooms first and then decide which one to go into. They're just kind of willy-nilly, of course. I, I guess also, the old, I'd have less of a problem with it is like, if she just, if she fucked up, suck her hand and grabbed the syringe and it was totally intact. And she was like, oh, fuck. Mm -hmm. Oh, now the second one. No, now I'm, now I'm super fucked. I wish right. it was like, it was just like fair. pulling that top off and the liquid leaking immediately. I was like, that's not fair. Hey, Jigsaw, Jigsaw. Mm, you're bad. You're a bad mm. sport, you know? I think that she was uh, supposed to. Oh. oh, sorry. Well, like when you put your hands in, there was like a tube that you put your hands in to get into the glass. It wasn't just like, because I was thinking, I was like, well, why don't they just hold it open and stick their hand in and work together? But there was actually like a tube oh. on the wrist. Oh. So you had to get through the tube. Mm. So I was like, I don't know how you beat this game. That's, that's what I'm saying. My theory is that wasn't the game. I think that that was a like a trick that like they were focused on that it was so obvious that it's like no mm -hmm. you, you already lost you there was an alligator in there with serum in its belly so, <laughs> yeah yeah joey sorry yeah, uh, oh i was just imagining <laughs> that the way that she grabbed it she needed to grab it with both hands in order to get the syringe out intact but then i was also thinking the same thing as alfredo of like oh well if they just if, if you worked as a team you could stick hands in to open up the razor blades but if there's that tube then maybe that's not it either you'll notice an alligator in front of you he has serum in front of you the trap up top that one doesn't work i fucked that one up <laughs> that was actually just don't look at that one i tested it didn't work out the way i wanted it here's, here's here's the clue for this what do they sell at wall burgers is it wall burgers or wall nuggets <laughs> Fuck, I wish we asked Donnie that one. Uh, but of course, Jigsaw's like, I'll game over, I'll take you to the house, but only you. Then he shows him a button, and it turns out the kitchen's not a kitchen at all. Andy, it's an elevator, and the whole room just goes down. And you have to imagine this elevator's not moving that fast, but man, it takes the SWAT team by surprise. Uh, the tech team gets a lock, at the same time, the tech team gets a lock on the signal uh, as Matthews and Jigsaw escape. Uh, hey, we got to go over to 237 North, North High Crescent Street. That's where this whole thing's happening. Uh, Xavier, Hold on real quick. I'm looking at sawfilms.fandom.com sure. to break this down. Yeah, it makes sense. So it was it was about patience and not just rushing into it. So uh, in order to obtain the antidote inside, the victim merely had to look at the other side of the box where there was where a lock was located with the key already inside it. So it's just like the Obi thing of just like oh. if you just took a little more time to like look into this, there's like a clear way to get it with that. Yeah, but I don't trust that. Same thing with Obi, right? If I saw a little devil pointing to this thing, I'd be like, if I turn that on, it's going to just turn the gas on. But the rule said it, though. What did the rule, the rule said say? The, the, the devil was pointing to the, the way out or something like that. Oh, cool. Like, specifically, it called out. <laughs> Neat. Yeah. Rad. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Makes sense, then. Gotta watch this movie again. Yeah, tight, tight, tight. Yeah, they must not have a good eye. I'm, I'm trying to look at all these different photos from different angles. I can't see the lock. I mean, the Saw Kids. Uh, Madeline up, Stanley right? in the chat, in the YouTube chat right now, also says they said in the behind the scenes that there's actually a key in the padlock on the other yeah. side as well. Interesting. Oh, Tough for Amanda. God. Tough for Addison. Uh, like Xavier traps Danny and Amanda in the original room while Jigsaw and Eric race to what we assume is the correct house. Uh, Amanda notices Jonas's blood is escaping through a door in the ground. She pushes the safe away, but the door in the floor is locked. Danny remembers that Jonas had the original key. They escape into the basement with Xavier following them. Outside, Jigsaw gives Eric a key that he'll need once he gets. He's like, you're going to need this key once you get inside the house. And I'm like, oh, is this the house? We don't know. Uh, and then, yeah, no, it is the house. It's the fuck. Immediately, house. he goes and he finds the cartridge uh, and the SWAT team inside. To which I start thinking, like, is he now poisoned? Does he have poisoning now? Is he going to bleed out of his, out of his tutu hole? I guess because if he went after a certain amount of time, then he, they just, he just stopped pumping the gas in there. Yeah, I don't think he has the toxin. Okay. So he's just going to be alive and healthy in the basement for the rest of his life? 
yeah uh, for the rest yeah. of his life yeah. um i i love the way it's just this whole sequence is shot to just throw off the viewer like this is all happening simultaneously viewer don't worry about anything like yep. all the we different like you hear like Eric and you see the kid turn around, but he's looking at something else like, oh, it's so good. dude. Uh, of course, Xavier uh, is chasing them through these basement halls and they see a massive steel sliding door and they open it up. And as a, the keen viewer is like, oh, no, they're going to go there. Oh, and shit. as they do, they flick the light on it is so cool. the original oh. bathroom Come on. from Saw 1. We see oh, light. Uh, the we sound see... of the lights is so good. Yeah. Oh, and you uh, hear the voices from the first movie yeah. just playing yeah. there. And you see You're Lawrence's foot, and it's all decayed. You see, of course, Adam never made it out of there. He's dead. Zeb's body is still there as well. Uh, but uh, uh, Xavier uh, stalks them, and she's like, oh, I got a great idea. You play dead. And then when he gets close, you cut his throat open with his fucking saw, but not before she tries to talk him out of killing them because she's like, how are you going to see the number on the back of your neck? And he's like, how do I can't possibly figure out if there's a mirror. And he just tries to wipe the mirror off and it's not really a mirror. So instead of just working with her, he did this, he decides to cut his skin off of the back of his own neck and then hold it in oh. front of himself like a little piece of bologna. Or, you ever eat bologna, Andy? Uh, can you imagine if he like didn't cut it correctly and like <laughs> skin right. a little chunk of skin? There's like half of a number. Like, oh, is that an a eight or a six? Or what six? if? But what if he went like this? What if he took it off and he was like. Is that a nine or a six? <laughs> <laughs> which way? Do you remember Shit. which one I you pulled? At <laughs> what angle I was at? <laughs> oh, you, you'll notice there's a dot right here indicating it's a nine. Oh, <laughs> there's perfect. a dot at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, but does that the dot go on the nine? Or the six? <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, he, he does that, and then Danny cuts his throat with the hacksaw, and off we go. Uh, moments later, of course, the SWAT team uh, gets to their house. Uh, 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 let's see what. Uh, yes, that's right. He's except four for Danny. Right. Akeen and I will notice. Uh, yeah, these bodies look like they've been there for a little bit. Yeah, a little, a little bit decayed. Yeah, a little bit. Very cool. Uh, of course, back when the SWAT team hits that, they find another bank of monitors, and they're like, "Wait a minute, there's one more red Why'd velvet." You out your tongue when you did that. <laughs> <laughs> there's one more red velvet blanket on covering something else, and they pull it off, and it is in fact a bank of VHS players. Oh my God, he was Transformers. <laughs> And then and then Carrie goes, oh my God, this is a live tape delay, <laughs> just Dude. like the use and the NFL. <laughs> Me and Andy were talking about this a couple times over the last week, but like, was there anything cooler in your life than this moment? Uh, as we were leaving the Saw One in Review recording, I was just talking about how the reveal for part two, I was like, this is the smartest media we'll ever get. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is the smartest shit of all time. The the idea that all of that was on a delay and it's not live like oh my god again 16 year old andy in this movie theater being like this is genius dude and the fact that it's such a testament to it because again as a i think about movies that i watched back in the day that i do not find entertaining anymore that i'm like that wasn't good i was just young and stupid this movie still is awesome as shit man it's good this is a fun little reveal yeah. like, oh shit of course we know eric's going into a trap we don't know how and he walks in the bathroom's not lit up anymore it's dark like, oh, what's happening here? And he sees what he thinks is Danny in the bathroom. And he goes, Danny, Danny. <laughs> and Danny answers back, squeal, because it's not Danny, it's Pigman. <laughs> and Pigman yeah. stabs him uh, with a syringe in his thigh. And he goes down, and you're like, oh, bro, you're about to get your fucking ankle locked to this bathroom for the rest of your life. And as he looks up, of course, who does he see? It's not Jigsaw. It's Amanda. And Amanda's like, I have taken over for Jigsaw. I am now the Jigsaw. 
<laughs> it's just like I've taken up. He's gonna die. I've taken up the mantle of Jigsaw. Enjoy living the rest of your life down here, you fucking idiot. All you had to do was play by the rules, and you'd find your son in a safe place. All, yes, all of the flashbacks. Get the flashbacks. They set it up. They knock it down perfectly, baby. And then, of oh course, my god! It cuts over to the warehouse. The safe opens up, and Danny's oh. been in there the whole freaking time outside of course amanda shuts the door and as she does so she goes game over and we see one final shot of jigsaw and his hope presumably with his dying breath just smiling smiling the camera pulls dude. Away from the car. dude come on saw two baby Woo! i didn't expect the the passing of jigsaw i mean does he die we don't know i mean hey there's we get out with Scarpino. seven more movies how are you going to make seven movies if he's dead? Well, I thought he was going to die after the first one because he had an inoperable brain tumor, but apparently he kept going for another two, three years. Yeah. Right? Well, did they? is there any frame reference of timing from one to two? Well, we know that the bodies have decayed. Decayed a bit, yeah. So presumably they'd be... I mean, I, I, I couldn't tell you based off of how they looked, but they've yeah, been but there you for... You cut their arm and the amount months. of lines, it tells you how old it is. Yeah. Get a little science of Kev action. Uh, here, here we go. Science. Oh, hold on, let me get the volume louder. Science, science, science with Kev. I'm Kevin. Kevin, Kevin how, how fast do bodies decay? I want to say it's like two months. There's that. There's like a school that has a big garden where they've got a bunch of people in different levels of decay where they like monitor that. That's sorry, 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 sorry. Rewind a little bit, Kev. What? Yeah. The, the, there's some like criminology school that has donated bodies where they've like put in different levels to see how it decays and i'm looking that up now in the ground or just in general they're just sitting on a slab um it's it's like a giant garden thing i'm gonna assume we're talking like months yeah not years because if it was years they'd be skeletons i want to say yeah maybe like two three months so, I mean, because he's really, if you saw him in the other movie where he's walking around, running around, getting, taking shotgun blasts to the back, now he's kind of incapacitated. It, it, it makes sense time-wise. I wouldn't say that more than a few months have gone by at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was we so do. smart, he had a flak jacket on his back. He knew that he was going to yeah. get a shotgun to the back. We also get Amanda, who, like, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Called for. Unnecessary. Don't say that, Andy. Uh, we, we get Amanda, who, like, attempted to cut herself right no she was lying you have to assume after the first movie my assumption is that she was like this was awesome and then he was like yo you well because she even says it in the first movie she's like yeah she's like he saved me he saved me yeah Yeah. so presumably because she's like oh she says after the first thing that happened he was like a a kindred father to her but i'm not sure if that was if she had cut herself for real or if that was just something a red herring she was telling them i mean there was a flashback where she was cutting herself yeah but that's because she's telling them what she did to get and ingratiate themselves to her you like i don't think that this this franchise doesn't do fake flashbacks like if we see something it happens okay yeah yeah. but like you if you looked closely matthews it, it was makeup and it was a fake blade yeah because afterwards you might like this <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um all right so time to rank the traps so what is what is the trap of this movie the syringes bro i think it's the needle pit that's disgusting right anybody oh. have an argument that the needle pit's not the trap of this no. movie and it is number one with a bullet for me traps 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 hey they don't rank them like you rank them Go ahead. That was real good. Needle Pit. Very good. I think it's Needle Pit. I think Needle Pit is like one of the most iconic saw traps of ever. 
potentially. To me, the, the hands thing will always be memorable for me with the wrists because that's the time that I was, you know, we'd always go watch this movie during Halloween with all my friends. And that's when I felt like this on my arm. I felt a lot of shoving on my arm. And I was like, what the fuck? And I turned it over. I looked at my friend Frank and he's passing out. And he's passing out and like his body's like hitting my, and I was like, oh my God, he's fucking passing out, dude. <laughs> and he passed out in the movie from just fainting. He fainted because of the, the blood and the, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, that, that is, that is intense, dude. <laughs> Holy yeah. crap. That's it was intense. wild. It was wild. Yeah, that happens to he's people. Cool now though. Yeah, I mean, I agree with the needles. I, I, I don't know why my brain is thinking that we see more of the Iron Maiden in flashbacks in future movies, though. Maybe, maybe, nope, yeah. remember, no future spoilers. Oh, yeah, for sure, yeah. 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 My yeah. mind just thinks that, like, you know, in other movies when they have all flashbacks. And yeah. Stuff like that, yeah, 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 yeah. I just remember maybe there's Iron Maiden was just like, hey, look, this is one of the things he's done. Yeah. I don't know why I love Iron Maiden. Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. Oh, yeah. Remember, he goes, put them in the Iron Maiden. And they go, they look at each other, they go, excellent. Meaner, 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 meaner. And he goes, execute them. And they go, bogus. <laughs> That's he, what I'm fucking bringing to the table, and that's what Nick's I grew up with. That movie at least thirty times. <laughs> and he's like Galadriel, and I'm like, excellent. <laughs> uh, so, needle pit or reverse bear trap from Saw One? I got to give it to the needle pit. Needle this pit. shit's fucking tough. Yeah, dude, needle pit. Come on, she gets out. He's like pulling needles out of her arm. Ugh. What's up, Joe? Oh, I just think that the bear trap is so. It's kind of like a one and done thing, but the needle pit, like you could exist in that and have to live in that for a very long time. And that is uncomfortable. I yeah, pictured, that's a good point. I just picture like afterwards, like when the group leaves and she's like done with that moment, like I picture her calling Jigsaw and being like, it's fucked up. He threw me in there, dude. <laughs> like I got out, but like shit, man. Oh, man. He's went real bad. Yeah. Like, what, did you have Can a contingency we... for that? Jigsaw? Yeah. What did you think that was going to happen? <laughs> He's like, is you this like a workers' cop thing? You say we don't kill, but I mean, I, this is, I mean, I've seen you. It's kind of like a loose rule here. <laughs> she calls. She's like, listen, love it. Everything was great. Okay, one note for next time. No needle fucking pit. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> no fucking needle pit. Um, all right, now it's time to rank the reveals. So this is the moment once the music starts towards the end. It's that pivotal moment. It's unpredictable. This twist. This twist. Unforgettable. I'm utterly in love with the twist of this movie. I, the, it's the, the best. The the the, 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 the tape playback stuff. Um, uh, Amanda being in on it, being like involved the whole time. Like the kid being in the safe. Look, the oh. the the twist in the first one, obviously, I never got to experience because I had it spoiled for me, and I'm sure that was very very shocking for everyone. But it doesn't make a whole lot of sense from why he would need to be in that room, as far as like other than it's just for the audience oh my god it was there the whole time right this the twist of the kid being there and all he needed to do was just sit there and be a good person and not rely on like breaking the law to me that's layered to me that's way more clever and even though i sort i was like something is up here he's he's clearly leading him down you know a different path it didn't occur to me that the kid was there the whole time until the very end so to me that is a good twist where i'm like Fuck, they laid all the groundwork, they put all the pieces in front of me, but I just couldn't put two and two together with my dumb brain. And at the end, I was shocked and, and surprised and like, oh, no, no. And then, of course, the ending with her closing the door on him and you know he's just going to be there for the, until he dies. That, to me, is a perfect twist yeah. backed up by the rest of the story. It not being 
cheap. It's not being a twist for having a twist sake. The fact that it is, like you mentioned, super later and it all has to deal with the story and the inner workings of all these characters. And, and not flashbacks. Not flashbacks we didn't see. No. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like close-up magic. Shit was right in front of our eyes yeah. the entire time. We couldn't figure out how it was done. It's okay. so impressive and smart, and I think it like is on the twist movie Mount Rushmore. Hell yeah. yeah. Joey, what do you think? Uh, It's incredible. I feel like the way that I figure out like my favorite like how they rank is like being able to go back and see the breadcrumbs being spread out throughout the movie and there wasn't really one for saw one and there's so many in this one that i think it's easily tops it for me bredo uh yeah i mean this one for sure uh, when we did our the saw in review i talked about how they kind of gave a lot away in in, in the first one and it kind of felt like it kind of revealed itself a little bit more um this one the whole time was like oh yeah it's like nick said he nailed it close-up magic and we couldn't figure it out the whole time beautiful beautiful it's number one uh now ranking the saw movies i mean duh yeah duh i mean well, yeah. here's the thing nothing's gonna beat this i can't believe it's a duh because i love saw one and like saw one is so special mm -hmm. just like being quaint and being the smaller project but yeah dude saw two is number one right now and I, I also do not think it will be beats. And think about, I mean, something to think about when this podcast ends. Just think about my Jurassic Park conundrum. Think about it for a little bit. Is there an argument? Uh, Alfredo, what do you think? Saw one or two? Uh, I mean, two. Oddly enough, though, like, one is just burned into my mind and brain. But, like, watching them back-to-back -back like this, like, if you were to ask me this, like, a year ago, I'm like, oh, saw one. But watching them back-to-back, -back, I'm like, how is it saw one? Yeah. Joey? Yeah, it's easily Saw 2 for me. Um, it almost feels like when we did the Halloween movies where like the first one in comparison uh, to the reboot of Halloween seems like so quaint and small that they've expanded the universe. Even just to a house with multiple people makes it feel like this is this is it. I mean, for me, yeah, this is it's far and away. If Saw 1 barely escapes by the hair on its chinny chin chin you're like okay it's a good movie but like just barely this one just fires in all cylinders it's very very entertaining it's very clever it's perfect for the for genre and it, quintessential for this like this horror genre i would recommend this to literally everyone and i'm fascinated to see where the next one goes because this seems like it's going to be the formula going forward like they've got they figured it out and uh and, but if this is more of this maybe they can get more creative maybe the traps get bigger maybe they get faster i don't know but to me this is the sort of fast and furious Tokyo Drift of the series. This is where I can, I'm like, oh, I see where the vision's going for this. We're building out the team. We're building out the universe. Number one with a bullet or oh. a bear trap. So currently, yeah, there we go. Uh, think of it like, so uh, currently number one, <laughs> Saw 2. Like number two, things at you. <laughs> Saw 1. Uh, like I said, God. next week we'll be returning to Cuckoo, the Conjuring Universe, Cinematic Universe, uh, with The Nun 2. And that oh, James and Elise Willems will be joining us for that. Greg Miller will be making his return to in review as well. Uh, but then after that, we'll return with Saw 3 uh, all the way through to Saw X coming out uh, it, later this year, which I'm very excited to see. Everybody, thank you for joining us for all of these. I'm letting y'all know right now, there's going to be some ups, there's going to be some downs with the rest of this franchise, but there's always going to be fun. <laughs> there's a lot of fun and a lot of twists to be had. Until next time, I love you all. Game on.